Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into podcast room 303. A wicked, wicked. Also, Revenge of the Pod. This is our 2023 year in review episode. We have with us two members of 303, two members of Revenge of the Pod, and we'll be getting into nine categories across the board from instances like movies, shows, podcasts, video games, albums, songs, surprise, disappointment, and sports moment. Without further ado, let me introduce everyone to you. We have Luigi Orozco at the top of the screen from Revenge of the Pod. We have Jason Escudero at the bottom of the screen from Revenge of the Pod. You have myself, Tremaine Colomendez, and as always, we have with us the EPE. Uh, how are you doing this evening, Luigi? Doing good, man. Glad to be here. I'm excited for year-end. I definitely wanted to get this out to the listeners, so just excited to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll explain the format here in a little bit, but let's check in with you. Uh, how are you doing this evening, Jason? Uh, it doesn't matter with your Rudy Poo candy. Uh, right, just kidding. Go ahead. Shut up, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> doing great, dude. Doing great. Uh, getting ready for the holidays. Going back to Texas. Hopefully, I still don't know. I haven't asked you yet, but hopefully, I, I might see you down there. You know? No, it's a it's a no go for me. Oh, okay. On the couch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be sitting on my couch, uh, living the dream, nice and quiet. Do what I want. Play what I want. I'm just, I'm just kidding. How you doing this evening, Eric? I'm uh, doing good, man. Striving and thriving, baby. Uh, I'm actually hyped to be visiting Luigi tomorrow, bro. Boys weekend. Let's go. I'm pretty um, hyped. It's going to be legendary, dude. The boys are back in town, back in Texas. It's going to be great, dude. Anyway, we'll talk about that later, too. <laughs> All right. Like, a, like, a, so who, sorry, who was that? No, I'm just singing the song that Luigi was singing. Go ahead. <laughs> Get out of here with this nonsense. All right, so year in review, we have the nine categories. Uh, we'll, we're calling them the roomies. We have the roomies to hand out, as always. And to the, We did a little different this year. We have our nine categories. Um, everyone in the 303 sphere has provided a list. So you, uh, Nick, Nevada, Luigi, Jason, Eric, and myself have all provided inputs. Uh, so – there is a total of 60 points that could be awarded to the number one movie of the year. Uh, and, and they're listed one through 10. And if you're the number one movie, you get 10 points. If you're the number 10 movie, you get one point. And you take an aggregate from the six individuals, and then you get this one master list. So that's actually how we ended up with the list that we have here uh, for film. So if you're joining us on YouTube, first of all, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Like, comment, subscribe. But uh, – we're doing uh, movies here, and uh, so I'll just go through the top 10 with the number of points they, they got out of 60, and then we can discuss from there. So uh, number one movie coming in for 2023 is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse with 36 points. And you know what? I probably should have done 10 to 1, but it's already on YouTube, so. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, num number two is Oppenheimer, 33 points. Number three is The Covenant, 31 points. Number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, uh, 26 points. Tied for fifth, we have Barbie and Super Mario Brothers, the movie, uh, at 20 points. Coming in at seventh, we have Teen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, with 16 points. Tied for eighth, you have uh, Equalizer 3 and Hunger Games, uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes with 14 points. And coming in at number 10, you have Whale um, at 10 points. So some of you may be saying, well, Whale came out in 2022. Yeah, it came out December 21st of uh, <laughs> 2022. So that still fell in the criteria that I was kind of going with. So if it's December, it's December to December. As we're recording right now, what is it? December 19th. So, you know, Aquaman may shoot up everyone's list, he said jokingly. Uh, you never know, but, uh, so without further ado, what are your thoughts on this list? We'll start with you, Jason. Uh, kind of surprised with, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles being so low, in my opinion, at number seven. Um, yeah, only two, only, only two of six, only two of the six actually voted for this one. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I know, um, take, take into account some of the movies, uh, that we didn't see. Um, I didn't see a lot of the movies that are on this list, as you guys can see. Well, pro you might not have seen, but um, yeah, I'm not surprised that Spider-Man was number one. Uh, the only thing that I get, like my only down thing on that one is 
left us on a, like a major cliffhanger. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest blue balls that we have seen in theater <laughs> so far, <laughs> Infinity War, and uh, you know they left us on a hanger and left us talking about it. We're like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> Oppenheimer. Uh, I know you. I know you have your uh, your 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 uh, thoughts on it, but I thought it was a great film. I thought it was. Um, I wouldn't say it's as magnum opus like uh, some of our friends would say, but I thought it was definitely Christopher Nolan just just keeps improving on his uh, you know s- cinematography and just uh, working with his actors. And it looked like his honestly, I, I liked every performance from all those actors. But yeah, definitely Spider Man top of the list for me. That was my number one, and uh, I can't wait for the second one. Yeah, I I agree. I think Spider Man. I'm not surprised Spider Man's here. Everyone voted for it. These Spider Man movies are. <laughs> largely acclaimed which is ironic when it comes to uh you know sony and their marvel marvel products so <laughs> luigi any thoughts on this yeah i mean personally as a big spider-man fan i think it's the best spider-man movie live action or cartoon that has been made it also brings comic art to life in a way that i've never seen before i mean everyone's copying it now right even disney with Wish is trying to copy the like canvas art or any kind of painting art to the screen with uh, 3D animation as well. And just they keep surprising us and they keep doing great things with the artwork, the storyline. I think they made everybody fall in love with Miles Morales more than they already liked him, at least more than the comic readers already liked him. So now every Miles Morales is like a household name at this point because of those movies. So that's pretty cool. I definitely, definitely enjoyed this movie. It was my number one as well. <laughs> All right, Eric, and your thoughts, any thoughts, not just number one, but on the overall list? Yeah, no, no. So, um, <clears throat> solid list. Um, you know, we, me and you, surprisingly, we pretty much see everything that comes out if we miss a movie here or there. So we're seeing the majority of this list, and, and I like it. Um, a couple question marks. Um, I don't genuinely believe that anybody – on this list, um, uh, you know what? I'm not going to start to slander. I just think Barbie's way higher than it should be. Um, and then I also think Hunger Games and the Ballad, of, uh, sorry, Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, for it to be an eighth with only 14 points, uh, people must have just not seen. It. That's what it has to be because it was one of the best movies of the year. Freaking <laughs> phenomenal. Um, and then I just want to touch on something Luigi said about Miles Morales and 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 the lore is starting to grow and people are starting to love him. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit later as well, possibly, but um, even in the video games, he's a badass, right? Even in the video games, the Spider-Man, the, like the video games, he's fun to play with. Um, they really are growing that that character. I agree with everything. I, it's number two for me. Covenant is my favorite movie of the year. It's not what anything that I've seen Guy Ritchie do. Um, it, he made a movie in a completely different fashion than he traditionally does. He rushed the end. That's been the biggest critique of that movie. But had he not rushed the end of that movie, it might have been a top 10 movie of all time for me. So uh, Mission Impossible, legendary scenes in that movie. Uh, uh, Nimona, Luigi, that's on your list. Nobody else has that. What is that? Uh, It's another animated flick, very much in the style of like Netflix's new style that they did with Arcane, uh, Blue Eye Samurai. It's like 3D also meets animation. It looks a little different from what Spider-Verse looks like. But it's about this uh, girl who can turn into different creatures. And, I mean, apart, it's a kid's movie, so it's it's about bullying and depression, too. But wow. it's just a really good story to follow, and it's it's definitely outcast. She's got her own style. She's not, she's not the conventional, uh, I'd say, not the conventional girly girl uh, female lead. Okay. She has definitely like got some rough edges, and she's fun to watch. My daughter loved it. Uh, it was just a it was a good kids movie to watch. I wasn't annoyed watching it. I'd watch it again. Nice. Yeah. I was just curious. Oh. It made your list. It was it was you know um, nobody else's list, so I wanted to, you know I was just curious about it. I'll definitely peep it and check it out. But that's one of the few on this list that I haven't seen. That and the Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, I just don't do horror movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's vampires, dude. Vampires aren't horror. Horror, okay? You could die from a vampire. It's a horror movie. <laughs> I'm sure you, you watch. Know, you could die from in Speed Two. Is that a horror movie? 
No, dude, I could survive a bus crash. You could survive uh, a boat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I can't survive a vampire. I'm fucked. I'm cooked, dude. You, there's so many ways to beat a vampire. Garlic, but silver, you, you and can a cross, walk right? away from a massive bus crash. I want explosion. Yeah. There's bombs rigged on it. Like you can walk away from that, but I vampires, you know, you have no shot. No shot, dude. Unless I walk outside in the sunlight. <laughs> so you I'll have take a my shot. Chances. So you have, like, I'm on the list of things. I'm not worried about a vampire. <laughs> I would be more worried of werewolves than vampires, personally. Nah. I'm one with the wolves, dude. I'm, I'm, you know, I speak their language. Ah, uh, all right. <laughs> what, what is happening? I mean, uh, wolves hunt in packs, and uh, you seem like a very lone wolf yourself. Who, me? Yeah. I can't do anything by myself, Jason. What are you talking about? <laughs> you whale. Lone wolf, you know what I'm saying? Have you guys all seen Whale? I'm, yeah. I'm changing this one. Oh, <laughs> We've gone off the deep end on that one. Uh, with our with our boy, what's his name? Brendan Fraser. The Brandon Fraser, yeah, the, the mummy, Brandon dude. Fraser. Yeah, the mummy. Um, I still want to see it. I haven't seen it. Uh, I hear nothing but great things about it, though. Uh, our girl, homeboy, uh, Sydney. What's her name? Sydney something. She plays Max in Stranger Things. Uh oh yeah, I mean she's the daughter in it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know she's the daughter. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard she did a great job in that in her performance as well. Yeah, everyone in that movie acted their asses off, which is funny. Those December movies always end up getting left off these lists because of when they're created. Like it, it would have been on my list last year, and I, I'm not even sure. Um, one movie that I'm excited for that's coming up is the Iron Claw. I'm, I hear, I'm, I'm so pumped for it. I, I'm I'm gonna go see it this weekend. Um, it might have been on this list if hopefully it hopefully it's as good as everyone's saying right now, critics. But I, I'm so excited for that for the Iron Claw. That wrestling movie with the Kevin Monarch, the, the Kevin Monarchs. Is that oh what? dude, I want to see that movie so badly. And we had a chance to see an early screening of it, and I <laughs> fucked it up. I dropped the ball, dude. I'm so <laughs> mad at myself because I want to see that movie so badly. With uh Zach Efron and uh the, the main actor from the bear, I forget his name. <laughs> I just call him White. I know it's not even his Jeremy name. Allen White. Yeah. Yep, yeah, that's the one. His uh, name is Lip. Any shameless Lip. fans? Yeah. No. Oh no, yeah, but I hear that like a lot of women love him in Shameless, so that's that's funny you say that. Uh, that's definitely if you haven't seen it, a binge. Go back and binge it. Show it's a great show. I didn't. I got into like season nine or ten or something, and it started getting like ah, I probably should have ended this, but. <laughs> it was a really good show. Yeah. It's like Dexter. Dexter over Dexter was fantastic, but overstayed its welcome. So it did, and I like that they redid it uh, a few years back. Uh, well, one more season, and it was a way better ending than the way they ended it the first time. I guess Wait, I'm gonna this, have to watch that too. Shoot. This new, this new season of Dexter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they ended it way better than they did the first time, and it's over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not going to be another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me, bro. It's finished. It's finished. It's, o- it's over. <laughs> uh, anything else on this? Li- what is the wonderful story of Henry Sugar? So it's a Roald Dahl short story that got made by Wes Anderson on Netflix. He did a bunch of like shorts of Roald Dahl uh, short uh, stories, and he did short films. And I watched that one, and it's just really you, – you've seen Wes Anderson stuff. Like he's – He's made his movies to a craft, or his craft to a point where it's just, it is mesmerizing to watch. And he didn't write it, so it makes a little more sense. Uh, not to hate on Wes Anderson, I just saw, I saw Asteroid City, and I was like, this is a disjointed movie. Like they didn't, he didn't, <coughs> he just cared about making it look cool. Uh, but <laughs> the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, it all pulls together because the writing is already there. I, I would definitely advise it. It's only like 37 minutes. I would definitely advise a watch. It's a quick watch. Bro, uh, I didn't just shout out uh, Cocaine Bear. <clears throat> was not expecting it for it to be that entertaining. Um, it, dude, it was. It gave you what you wanted. You know, you saw the trailers and you're just like, all right, this bear's going to fuck some shit up. He's doing some cocaine. And um, it did not disappoint. Um, I just want to shout that one out. And also Mario Bros., uh, I know it's kind of uh, overhyped and stuff like that, but it was very surprising to me personally. 
Um, and it's kind of nice that Nintendo's kind of going into the movie industry, uh, kind of trying to compete with Disney. The same thing with Barbie. I know we didn't like it, but Mattel's trying to get into the movie industry now too. So it's like, all right, Disney, step up your shit and other like um, big companies, right? As far as their product goes, um, kind of really like, all right, we got to we gotta really actually try with these movies. So hopefully we just get some better quality stuff. So I think that's why I kind of liked Mario Brothers. I'm kind of excited. They played a lot of homage to a lot of the video games growing up in the 90s. So I loved it. So shout out to those movies. I just want to say, um, I, <laughs> I'm i like probably the, the lone opinion here. I feel like Mario actually should have gone a little bit lower. Um, not too much, but I think Mutant Mayhem is better than Mario. It's, it's interesting how the points played out. I do like Barbie. I think I'm the only one in this panel that liked Barbie. So didn't, I'm like, so I'm good with that I one. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay, okay. And I do wish uh, more people had put Godzilla minus one on that list. I thought that movie was fantastic. I was sitting in it and I've told multiple people this, like I was sitting watching the movie and I was like, am I about to cry in a Godzilla movie? Like what the fuck is happening? Right now? I should not uh, be willing to cry in a Godzilla movie. I, I thought it was good. I felt it was overacted in, in parts where they wanted it to feel more dramatic. And then also you're, the, the first word in the name of the movie says Godzilla and Godzilla shows up in the movie for like 10 minutes. So, I mean, not saying the movie's bad, but that's, it's, it, you just use Godzilla in name only. <laughs> so I thought it was a good movie though. I agree. I thought it was really good. Just watched that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good metaphor for the bomb and the after effects. I was like, dang. Y'all made, I know that's what the original meaning of Godzilla was supposed to be, but they really, they did a good job of reminding us of that one. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was one thing that I thought they did a good job with that. And it felt much more traditional to the older Godzillas, which is fire. But um, no, nah, I think the, I think the new Godzillas that they're making over here with Legendary are getting too much hate. I love the lore that they're building on with the underwater temples and all that stuff and the Kaijus. I think it's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but sorry, go ahead. I would agree. I think my my only issue with those is the is a little bit of the writing, but I do like the world building and I like the character designs. I do like that. Yeah, I will. I will say like the the like you don't haven't you haven't cared for any of the human characters in those movies, <laughs> so they really no. kind of dropped the ball on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so has anyone seen this movie, Reptile? With Benicio del Toro, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Silverstone. I started it. And I fell asleep. So it's on Netflix, and Nevada has seen it, and it's on. It's his top. It's number ten on his top ten list. So I just wanted to spotlight that one because I haven't seen it. And it Grant Singer directed it. Benicio del Toro helped write it with Grant Singer. I want to see that movie. We've had it on our list for yeah. quite a while now. I'm just like, we got to get to it. We got to get to it. <laughs> you gotta get to it for sure now now that's on the top uh for 2023 what was that jaybird he made me watch um that one movie with uh julia roberts and uh kevin bacon and marcia hall ali when the world when leave the world, the world behind leave the world behind yeah yeah um and people have been talking about it online bro and honestly i don't see the hype for it um <laughs> jamie jamie liked it um i didn't it, i thought it was like uh the <laughs> So, so the happening, Jesus. Yes, it's like it. the happening, bro. And, and honestly, in the happening, more stuff happened. David, <laughs> <laughs> I read an article on that movie, and um, what one of the things that it said about that movie is that it's supposed to be something that generates conversation, as far as um, social media and entertainment's place in our society. Oh, and. So not necessarily the greatest movie, but when they were writing it, they were writing it to speak specifically about what they think is probably our biggest society, our biggest societal issue right now, which is society is dominated by entertainment and living in a fantasy land and everybody wants to be like this person on TV and shit. So um, I haven't seen it yet, but that article did interest me and make me want to watch it more. But I have heard a lot of just it's slow. And it kind of the ending is kind of just it just happens like it just comes out of nowhere and happens. So I get I get that there's a lot of hate on it, 
but I'm interested in to see what the what it is because I do want to see what what I just want to see how I interpret it and what I perceive from it, given on what they said they were trying to portray in the movie. I want to see how what I take away from it. Oh yeah, no, I I totally I totally understand that and like the the symbolism and all that stuff. But there's like moments where like what happens at the end and like you kind of figure out what happened doesn't make sense as to what happens in some parts of the movie. Is like how does this happen because of that? Like yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's maybe uh, these animals understand a lot more than we do. It's just so you definitely have to interpret it some way. But honestly. I think it could have just been done a little bit better. That's a, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, we've set our piece on the, uh, you know, top 10 movies. And uh, for those of you who want to see the full list, there's 31 unique entries for the movies this this year. Uh, follow us on YouTube. You can check this out. Um, last thing I want to do is just give a little plot for Reptile, then we'll move on. So uh, Tom Nichols is a hardened New England detective, unflinching in his pursuit of a case where nothing is as it seems. And it begins to dismantle the illusions in his own life. <laughs> you imagine getting like getting paid to write that? That'd be so fire. Let's move on to television shows. All right. So for for this television show, uh, for those of you not watching on YouTube, I'll go ahead and start from tenth, and then uh, move my move on up. So tied for tenth, you have the morning show and Painkiller. Uh, tied for ninth, you have Invincible. One Piece and Reacher. Tied for eighth, you have Reservation Dogs, The Continental, Fall of the House of Usher. Tied for seventh, you have Monarch and Silo. Tied for sixth, I'm sorry, sixth, you have Succession. Uh, what season of Succession? Four. Season four. Season four. Uh, five, you have Gen V, season one. Uh, four, you have Loki, season two. Three, you have Beef, the miniseries on Netflix. Two, you have Last of Us. Uh, this is season one only, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And then uh, Bear season two came in as the resounding winner with 46 points. Uh, thoughts on this? Let's start with you, Eric. Uh, thoughts? Uh, the Bear was definitely, um, you know, throughout various group chats with the homies, um, it seemed like this was going to be in the top five for most people. Um, it's the highest vote getter out of or point getter out of any category uh, that we have. Um Great show. Um, I'm sure I'll let everybody else talk about it, um, but it is great. So Last of Us. Uh, but I want to talk about, for me personally, something that I don't think is getting a lot of love or enough love lately is Apple TV+. Plus. So on my list, um, uh, so, so all the Apple TV shows that are on here, right? So Monarch tied at 7th, Silo tied at 7th, um, sorry, The Morning Show tied at 10th, and then further on down we have For All Mankind, um, Severance. Severance, uh, Slow Horses, and Invasion should be on there somewhere. Invasion. Um, Apple TV is killing it. Silo is by far my favorite show of the year. Uh, Bear was second for me. I love Silo. I love the books. I think they did a great job, you know, from what was in the books to putting it on screen. Um, I think they're, they did a great job with the cast. Tim Robbins is in it. There's a lot of people. It's a lot of those actors where you don't know their name outside of Tim Robbins because it's Tim freaking Robbins. But as soon as you see him, you'll recognize him and just great show. It's about a, a community that uh, after the, uh, there's like a nuclear attack or something that happens on earth and people can't breathe the air. So they all move into the silo. Um, they take away any artifacts from the past. They try to erase the history. They don't want people knowing about the outside. Uh, and then sure enough, you know, people start discovering the truth and there's a whole plot and a whole conspiracy and uh, just a phenomenal show. Uh, number one for me, I'm sad. I, I sad it dropped all the way down to seventh, but I mean, you can't really argue with the bear, Last of Us, Beef. Um, I thought Beef would even be higher than maybe Last of Us because so many people love that show. Uh, but solid list. Definitely, if you haven't seen stuff on this list, go check it out. Uh, Apple TV Plus. If you don't have a subscription, it might be worth getting it. Uh, plus, you can watch MLS on it if you're if you're a football fan. Uh, but definitely, if anything, if there's anything you take away from this, is watch Silo. It was the best show of the year, in my opinion. Eric, I do have a quick question. What uh, what is Silo about? Hey, oh, dude, I'm gonna stab you. All right, I was uh, I was looking up some other stuff real quick because you're like Silo. Let me let me search this up. So you already said that. My bad. I did. I did say what it is. You motherfucking twat. And he's, he's, ladies and gentlemen, he's full of shit. 
Uh, if you're not on YouTube, you can't see the giant smile on his face. He was listening. I am listening, but I was also looking up some stuff real quick, so that's my fault, bro. Don't I'll worry. just I'll just send you the trailer in the text chats, bro. All right, sounds sounds good. I actually I'll look it up right now myself. So thank you. I do want to plug uh, Apple TV Plus as well. Like <laughs> Lasso just ended, but I see Ted Lasso's on there. Uh, it's just they don't have a ton a ton of content, but most of the content that they have has great actors. Good writing. I mean, they've thrown some money into this streaming service. I would highly recommend if you have not seen it. Severance was a fantastic watch uh, for all mankind. It's in season four at this point. I'm enjoying the. I'm enjoying Severance a lot. Monarch. I've enjoyed not as much as the other two, but I have enjoyed it. It's it's a fun watch. It's like it's like going to watch a Godzilla movie. You know what I mean? It's a fun watch. So. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. They've got they've got some amazing stuff. I wanted to plug Shrinking. I really want to see that Jason Siegel Harrison Ford show as well. Yeah, I, it's so it's in the queue. But there's just so much. It's funny because with Apple TV, like with Hulu, you spend hours going through and trying to find stuff with Netflix. But it's like almost everything on Apple TV. If you just give it a shot, you'll like it. Like they have that Lakeith Stanfield show that, and I'm I'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of this, but it's the Changeling or the Changeling. No, it's you said it right the first time. Changeling. Okay, so they have the Changeling. Looks freaking phenomenal. Uh, Monarch, Godzilla stuff, awesome. Uh, but they also have, um, uh, and I know everybody hates her. What's the lady from from the Marvels? Brie, uh, Brie, Larson. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. She has a show on Apple TV that's getting amazing reviews. And lastly, something at work that all the girls talk about. I won't ever Bridget. watch it. But yes. the Buccaneers, um, oh. girls love that show. I don't know what, I don't know. I didn't, I've never even watched a trailer for it. I see it on Apple TV. It's highly rated, but it's like about some American girls that go to Britain or the or go to the UK. I don't know. It's like it's a time period show, but honestly, <laughs> everything on Apple TV is, has been excellent as far as as what I've seen so far. Lessons in chemistry, by the way. Lessons in chemistry. Chris Thank Dallas you, Alice and Brie. One. Yeah, it um, does look good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Apple. I don't know. Apple TV just turns me off for some reason. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was just talking about the other day, and I was like, I, there's no explanation for it, but every time I'm on Apple TV, I don't want to click on any of their stuff. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is at all. Uh, let's see. Jason, you want to give us your thoughts on this list? Yeah. Uh, well, my, my number one show was Beef. Um, I absolutely love the show. It was uh, I was I was talking to you, Jermaine, earlier. My one through seven is pretty much interchangeable. I was having a really tough time, like what should be my number one. Um, I ended up going with Beef only because it just kind of every episode it kind of we I ended up binge watching it. Well, we didn't end up binge watching it. We it took us two days to watch all the episodes, um, but it felt like very Atlanta vibe um, and just like very deep meaning to each episode and uh, within each character. And it kind of just shows like um, everyone's going through something. And within those moments of a, like a simple road rage, it kind of builds up to certain different things. So it's just like it, it could happen to anybody. You, you don't know what these people are going through uh, through these situations. So maybe someone's having an off day and you're having an off day and then you bump into each other. And then all of a sudden you want to kill each other. Uh, it doesn't go to that point, but like it's just very, very intense. Um Another show that I was really impressed with, too, was also uh, Swarm. Um, I think it was directed and produced by Childish Gambino. One of the two. It could be one of the two. I can't remember. But uh, another show where I feel like it's very Atlanta-ish. Uh, but it just kind of shows a side of, like, how obsessive uh, someone can be over, like, uh, a musician. Um, and it's just, like, uh, obsessions with, like, with everything. In every episode, like, uh, the main character, her hair changes. So, like, it kind of just shows, like, her like uh ev evolvement of like how crazy she starts getting um billy eilish shows up in uh, one in two of the episodes and uh for her first uh acting gig amazing job dude i was blown away um one of so those shows were amazing ted lasso honestly man uh, i i binge watched ted, ted lasso this year so season one through three was all kind of like one for me so i had to put it up there just because it was just a feel-good movie um, show. Sorry, not movie. Um, and uh, yeah, Jason Sudeikis and the, all the other characters. I just like loved every single one of them. Uh, even uh, Nate the Great. 
you hated you loved him at first, hated him, and then loved him again. It's just a uh, I don't know, just some things that you want in the show. Uh, another one that was pretty surprising to me was based on a true story. I think uh, Jermaine, you recommended that one to me. Uh, people, people that are obsessed with a murder podcast, I'm one of them. I love murder podcasts, and uh, just uh, kind of like making fun of it, but like making a killer a part of it. It was hilarious, dude. And uh, also, Winning Time um, season two was great for me, uh, just because I'm a Lakers fan, and it's just like the story of uh, you know um magic johnson and like him in the in the uh, in the uh showtime area but also what i really loved about season two this year was they also followed along with larry bird's story i had no idea that his father killed himself and stuff like that so you kind of show like the the bad the not like the side of uh, larry bird and how different magic was from larry bird and how they ended up starting to become friends at the end they canceled it. They're not going to renew uh, season three, which is unfortunate because I, I could see where it was building. John C. Riley did an amazing performance. Uh, the character that played uh, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, both amazing. Uh, Jason Siegel as uh, the coach that got fired, ends up getting fired where uh, Pat Riley takes over, played by Adrian Brody, was amazing. Uh, even the daughter played by, uh, um, I forgot her name, but they were all amazing. And like the style of it was just absolutely amazing, bro. Um, so those are, I just wanted to highlight some of those shows, but, uh, the bear season two was fucking amazing. Invincible season two blew me away. It's just great, great writing. Every character, uh, to me personally, like even, even the side characters all have an arc, which is amazing. You hardly see that in a, a lot of the shows, which where I, where I recommend, uh, invincible season two is just every single character. Yeah. Something happens, but they, they're going to tie into the story somehow, which is awesome. Gen V, I think, is a better version of the boys, in my opinion. Uh, I, every character, I think, is just, again, building their arc in their own way. And also, you kind of get the boys, and it's kind of, as, it, it's kind of like a season season 3.5 for the boys, uh, which, uh, which is nice. And Succession. I watched Succession all, all, all seasons one through four. Amazing. I love the way they ended it. I love who ended up being the successor at the end. Um, there's a lot of characters that I hated, but I loved, uh, which is which is nice. Uh, it, it shows you have to hate some characters. You know, I don't know. You can't just love all the characters because you're like you want to root for them, but you can't. But uh, yeah, that, that's just a quick overview for for me. <laughs> My man's went through every. Yeah, I had to, bro. I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just love the shows this year, 2023. Tell, tell me you watch a lot of television without telling me you watch a lot of television. <laughs> what were you going to say on this, Luigi? I was going to say you don't like anybody on that show. That's almost almost no one, especially none of the family. <laughs> like it's a, it's a it's a roller coaster. At one point you hate everybody. At one point you kind of love everybody. But the overall theme yeah. for the show is I can't stand these people. I watched like but the I first six watching. episodes and I understand the hype. I can't answer why I haven't gone back and watched the rest of the show, though. I don't. There's so there's something going on with me. I don't know why, but I I think it's fitting that they canceled Winning Time, though, Jason, because they ended it on a Celtics championship, and it really warms my heart that they did that. Yeah, yeah, that really fucking silent. <laughs> <laughs> You troll, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I want to spotlight one show since Jason pretty much talked about all of them. Uh, but Twisted Metal. Uh, Twisted Metal with Anthony Mackie on um, Peacock. Peacock. On Peacock. Uh, look, you're not going for – you're not going to that show t- to win awards, right? You're not trying to get Emmys or anything like that. But the tone – the humor, the audacity of the kills, uh, and just the overall writing of that whole script, and then the lead into the next season, they did a fantastic job with a with a cult classic childhood video game. And I honestly can't wait to see where it goes from here. I was concerned that it was going to suck, like it was going to be too cheesy, too campy. It's the perfect amount of cheesy and campy because it fits so well with what they're doing to it. And Anthony Mackie, the guy who always looks like he knows something, right? He always knows the secret. Anthony Mackie is the perfect casting 
for John Doe in this show. Uh, just his smile, his demeanor, the way he can, he just banters with everyone. It's very much Spider-Man as equipping. Uh, so I will say you should definitely uh, check that out there. Uh, does anyone else want to touch on any of these uh, movies or shows? I wanted to, I wanted to highlight on a couple. First off, <laughs> way to make a spinoff limited series that could be several movies with the Continental. Again, Peacock, shout out to you. Like That was really well made. The action in it was fantastic. I enjoyed the characters. I was suddenly really invested in all of these people. And it was, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a watch. It's like two hours, and what is it, three episodes, two hours, right? No, so each episode is about an hour and some change. So each episode is essentially a 90s movie. Right when movies were a reasonable length of time, they used to be eighty to hundred minutes. You knew what you were in for. You didn't have to plan your whole goddamn evening around it. Yeah, that's what this Continental is. It's three parts of like eighties to nineties, like eighty-minute movies. Is kind of how it is. And it has some grit, man. I mean, I I like what they did with it. Um, I did want to shout out the only anime on this list. I think. Nah, Scavenger's no. Reign is on there as well. Oh, Scavenger. Okay. I did not know what that one was, so fair enough. But Blue-Eyed Samurai has one of the best fight sequences I've seen in a show. I would highly recommend y'all watch that show. That It's like Kill Bill meets anime, which is not too far off, right? Like all of those old school kung fu shows definitely. Kill Bill meets, meets Kill anime. Bill. Kill Bill. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a Kill Bill type of film or film type of show. And it was, uh, that was one of the funnest shows I've watched this year. That one, I really enjoyed Beef. I, I ran through Beef um, very recently. Uh, shout out to Jason for watching it when it actually came out, like in March. Because I've been... Saying I wanted to watch it for several months and I just never got around to it. That show, the the things they do with the writing in that show and the situations, it's it's very uh, nuanced. The way they show that one decision can affect so many people and change their actions, whether or not they are a good or a bad person, it will change their actions and your perception of them because of what they have to do or what they think they have to do in order to survive. I thought that was one of the more interesting aspects of beef. I do want to watch it. I I don't, I wanted to check it out. I just haven't done it. Um, But just to spotlight scavengers reign. So scavengers reign is an HBO max or actually, sorry. uh, I didn't mean a dead name. It's a max original uh, anime. So it's a 12 part anime series and it's a follows a damaged uh, cargo ship landing on a planet with tons of like uh, flora and fauna, right, running around, and all all the shit's dangerous. Uh, there's three groups that end up intersecting together, um, and over those twelve episodes, it is gorgeous to look at, and the story itself is fantastic. Um, the reception to it as well, like the acclaim, uh, I think it has like a hundred percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And then it's a, like an 8.7 out of 10 as well. Um, this I'm, this anime is fantastic. You can get on the ground level. It's 12 episodes. Uh, I've been watching a ton of anime lately. So, uh, you know, th- this is one that I highly recommend. Uh, there's also Netflix keeps churning them out as well. But if we have nothing else for shows, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next category, which is video games, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so we'll get into video games. Uh, similar to the last read-off, we'll go 10 to 1. <laughs> I think we only had 11 or 12 unique submissions on this list. Uh, my group of friends likes to call themselves gamers, and then when you ask them to play games, they say, nah, but we'll play Halo. <laughs> and so that's they try to get Halo on this list. I call it shenanigans, and so here we are. We'll go ahead and start at the bottom – Coming in at number 10, we have Remnant 2 with one point. Uh, Coming in at 9, we have Armored Core 6 uh, for two points. Uh, Then we have at 8, Super Mario RPG with three points. 7, Super Mario 
Wonder with four points. Final Fantasy 16 with six points. Hogwarts Legacy with seven points at five. Tied for fourth, you have Diablo 4. Seems pretty fitting. And Marvel Spider-Man 2 with nine points. At number three, you have Tied on some shenanigans. Tears of the Kingdom and Party Animals. <laughs> Both Game of the Year nominees. I'm just talking crap. Uh, you have number two, Starfield at 15 points. And then at number one, uh, with a double-digit blowout, you have Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 27 points. Uh, we'll turn it over to Eric, who is probably the second biggest gamer on this chat right now. <laughs> well, I have played five of the games on here, uh, and I will say um, all solid. But for me, uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, um, outside of the one thing that I couldn't beat, um, probably one of the best games I've ever played. I was not a gamer growing up. I, I had every system. I, te I tended to only play sports games, and I'm hella competitive, and I don't lose well. I don't lose well at all. So I've never gotten – I never really got fully into games, especially ones that were challenging because I would I refuse to just lose at things. So I would just – I'd rather not do it than lose. But, you know, moving out here with Jermaine, living here, being around it, starting to be exposed to it more and playing more. Uh, I got lost in some games, dude. Um, Spider-Man 2 uh, or Marvel Spider-Man 2 is fourth on this list. I didn't put it on because I didn't play that one. Had I played, had I had a chance to play that one this year, because I played the first one and I played Miles Morales, um, that one would have been higher for sure because I would have definitely had it probably second on my list because I love the first game. Uh, and Miles Morales, I think I beat them both in a week, Jermaine, right? Something like that. In the week leading up to Marvel Spider-Man 2's release, yeah. Eric decided, oh, I got to play the other games and sat there and knocked out both fully-fledged, created games two games 100%. that they spent hours on eric went and got every little knickknack and be every story quest you could on spider-man my man was sucked in the, the games are fire and i can't wait to play the second one um i definitely will be playing it once we cop it uh hogwarts legacy awesome game i didn't 100 it because it got repetitive as fuck but before it got super repetitive it was a really fun game I watched Jermaine play Final Fantasy 16. Um, every time I watch you play one of those games, man, I tell myself I gotta start playing fucking Final Fantasy. <laughs> it just looks so cool, man. And and just that style of game has been growing on me. Um, and then I've watched him play the Mario games on on the what is it, the Switch. Those look fun as hell, but the ones I can speak to, Jedi Survivor Man, phenomenal game, phenomenal graphics. Not not the easiest game in the world to beat. You're gonna get challenged. Right, unless you unless you put it all the way down to the bottom, which I refuse to do because I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to challenge myself more when it comes to video games. Like I don't change the user settings and shit anymore. So, um, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. But Star yeah. Wars Jedi Survivor, if you play any game this year, uh, definitely play that. Um, Diablo Four, fun for a group of friends. Marvel Spider Man Two, I will be beating that as soon as we get it. And then um, Remnant Two was fun, but again, similar to. Uh, Games like that, they just get repetitive and old after a while, and you just can't keep. Diablo Four got repetitive, and you just they keep they release new seasons, but it's the same shit with you know they just change the names on some stuff and add some color to this to this axe and make it to look different. So you know, but, yeah, that that's the that's what end game is now. It's all about you know farming, min, yeah. min maxing gear, and people love to get sucked into that. I get sucked in for a little bit, but I I just can't put the hours in like people i'm like yo how the fuck do you guys do everything else like get haircuts and wipe your ass <laughs> <laughs> like how you doing how you doing all that i had a question uh, go ahead so armored core six is that the same armored core that was like yes how is it i i literally oh, like i have very vivid memories of playing like the versus mode on the playstation when they gave it you know how it came with the playstation I, yeah. I was like, what? There's there's a new one? I need to hear about this game. It's so sick, bro. Like, if you it, – it's awesome because it's it's you're fighting robots against your buddy, right? So it's essentially not – it's sort of like Halo, right? But you guys have mecha suits, and then you're fighting each other in Battle Royale-style combat or team battle or whatever. Armored Core – Look, if you're a Gundam Wing fan, if you're a Transformers fan, if you like big robots with guns and, and that blow shit up, like Armored Core 6 is for you. I was actually caught off guard that this was even a game that was coming out. It just 
dropped and then uh, PlayStation was like, hey, would you like Armored Core 6 like as one of your free games? And so I downloaded it as one of my free games and it's it's so freaking good. Like it's so good. I <laughs> it made my list for a reason. I mean, came in at the bottom because this year was so, you know, inundated with video games. There's games that I didn't even play that probably should be on this list. Like Baldur's Gate 3, I'm actually going to download after this. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is a Dungeons and Dragons uh, based video game, right? So Baldur's Gate, like the actual stories are based off Dungeons and Dragons. And so you can run around with a team of people trying to complete these missions and stuff. So, you know, people played other stuff. I could probably get them into it. We play some Baldur's Gate 3 and run around and be elves and shit. But uh, no, it's fire. We'd be remiss if we didn't touch on Starfield. Right, Starfield was the big, 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 big Bethesda release. And um, honestly, it lived up to the hype that it generated itself. Unfortunately, the hype machine may have gotten too carried away. So when it was delivered, people were like, oh, this, all that. And I'm like, how can you be nitpicking this and that where you have all of this? <laughs> you turn over here, you have 98% of all this awesomeness that people are like, this 2% over here is what's, and it's made the game terrible. It's no good. And I'm like, bro, it's so sick. You can. Like the stories are awesome. The world building, they are awesome. They have these, um, oh, I forget what they're called, but they, they're like this alien species that's super invasive and feeds off humans. And they can't figure out how they spawn, but the, every time a new human colony, colony comes, this thing spawns on that planet and destroys it. They lost New London. Like they had to bomb the entire planet and just sacrifice it altogether. Like Starfield was so sick. Like, I I can't get over how good that was. Hogwarts Legacy, I think because it came out so early in the year, everyone forgot about it. Um, but it, Hogwarts Legacy had a moment for like three months. That was like the only thing anyone was talking about because it was so freaking good. With all the trans BS aside, right, all that dumb shit aside that everyone tried to bomb this game with. And I'm like, if you don't want to play it because of that, then don't play it. But don't – everyone else is going to play it and have a good-ass time. Relax. It's just a video game. And it was awesome. They captured the world of Harry Potter flawlessly. And, uh, yeah, they should be making a second part to that. I can't see it. They made so much money off that. I can't see how they don't make it any better. Also, flying on – <laughs> the broom was outstanding. It was just like you could just fly it forever. Dude, go ahead. Go ahead. Non-gamers want to play video games. Yeah, true. Uh, speaking of flying, the flying on the on the brooms was dope in 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 uh, Hogwarts Legacy. But fucking the whole reason I didn't play Starfield, the. You know, you do the intro, you set up your character, you're on that first planet, and then you got to jump on the ship and you got to bounce out. And I tried to fly the ship, and it went south for me real quick, and I said, I'm done with this game. I can never <laughs> play this game again. I fucking can't do it, bro. And then I tried to play, what game was it? The uh, No no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Uh, that the, the people who created that game have another game coming out next year or in 2025, one of the two. It looks amazing. The world looks phenomenal. So I was like, let me go play their old shit. Um Again, jumped in the spaceship, tried to fly. I was like, nope. So me and flying games, it's just, it's not, it's not something that's. He doesn't even out. try to get better though. <laughs> like he doesn't even try. And then the, he had the audacity to get mad at that flying game. And they'd be like, man, you know what would be really sick is if they made a Star Wars flying game. And I was like, I have that they Star. I was like, I have <laughs> that Star Wars flying game. And if you think that game is hard as shit to fly, do not try. The, the Jason, you tried Squadrons? Yes, it's so fucking hard, bro. I, I I gave up. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> Yo, Jaybird, let's hop into it and try to get real good at it, dude. It's super difficult. Yeah, man. But I feel like you can become very awesome at flying. Like, but you just have to put in the work to get better. It's like Super Smash Bros., right? Like Super Smash Bros., because of the complexity, you have to pick it up and play a lot again to be good, right? Same thing with Halo. 
and I refuse to do it with Halo. But with Squadrons, I will learn. <laughs> I played too much Halo in my life, so I. Yeah. And also, it makes me mad. No one else plays anything else. So when people invite me to Halo, it's on principle now. Never, never again. Fuck Halo. Although when we were running around drunk, blowing each other up, that was pretty fun. That was dope. <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> uh, Super Mario RPG. I uh, just want to spotlight this one. I couldn't beat this video game as a kid. Uh, I got to this one part and my characters weren't leveled up enough. So it was a, it's Super Mario, but it's a JRPG. So if you know what that means, Japanese role-playing game. It has that turn-based style system that their RPGs are, are super familiar with. I got to a point, couldn't beat this game. They remade, kind of revamped that game for the Nintendo Switch and I can't. I usually try not to spend money on a game I played before, but I was like, "It's fucking redemption season, baby." <laughs> I, I was yeah. like, "I'm, I'm getting that win. I'm getting that win." <laughs> and now we've bought because <laughs> he keeps breaking them because he can't beat that game. Yeah, all right. I've never broken a controller in my life. Mm-hmm. I, that is gospel. My older brother, on the other hand, <laughs> he has broken mm-hmm. many a good controllers. No, I, I, uh, sorry, sorry, Jermaine. Uh, thank you. I want to thank you right now because uh, I used to live with Eric and uh, I used to watch him play video games and he used to piss me the fuck off because he would put it like on the easiest fucking modes ever. I'm like, bro, how are you challenging yourself? He's like, I just want to get my character to the highest points. And, and it was mostly FIFA for like seasons and stuff. But I was like, dude, how are you enjoying that at all? Like, that's not fun. Like, but do we do this to ourselves? Like, make it difficult for us? We're like, ah, oh, uh, you know, like create that tension. It's I don't like, know, man. You, a win is satisfying if you earn it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, nobody's like thrilled after a seventy-point blowout. Yeah, yeah, dude, shut up. <laughs> but no, that thank, <laughs> thank you for like letting like he started like. I see him now. He's like more into gaming now, probably more more than I am. Definitely played more video games than I did. But it's kind of nice to see like he's like he's challenging himself. Um, did Jedi Survivor? I think you did 100 percent of it, right? And some other games. There's only, and there was only two things that I needed Jermaine to help me with. That, that's <laughs> insane, bro. That's absolutely insane. Not not and a lot of people complete that game 100. percent I'm not ashamed to admit I needed help. It was one of those, uh, you know, you go into the the, the force. Uh, you t- it's like a, you touch the little force thing, and then you got to do the mazes. Remember the one with the rings where you had to like jump to the other ring, and then the other th- the the laser thing was coming back at you, so you had to jump hella quick. Yeah, and yeah, I could sure. never get that part down. So I went up to Jermaine and I was like, "Look, big fella, you're either gonna do this or you're gonna die." So he did it, and uh, I 100 of the game. So thank you for that, Jermaine, because. <laughs> Uh, I, I was surprised at 100% in Spider-Man because Jermaine will tell you, the first like 10 minutes I played oh. that swing and dude, I was bumping into everything. I was falling to the ground. It was oh fucking God. My bro, God, bro. You So this is like with the flying thing with the spaceships, Eric just needs to get better. He is not any better at swinging as Spider-Man. <laughs> and they have built in, they have built in fall protectors, right? So as long as you hit the button, like before shenanigans is afoot, your guy is gonna bounce right back. It's it's like almost, it's not dummy proof, but I mean it's damn near. Like once you know the buttons, like no shenanigans is happening. Holy fuck! When I tell you, he was literally swinging just above street level for like the first hour and a half because he just could not understand how to get Spider Man up into the sky, and I'm like sitting there like. <laughs> hit this! Hit this! Hit the, do this! Why you like? <laughs> yeah, he ended up getting hard. he ended up getting really good at it because uh who was it electro or vulture in the first <laughs> one it's uh it's uh vulture oh man eric gets to he's fighting vulture around the prison i kept bumping into shit dude i kept fucking dying because i kept fucking it was bad dude oh and i'm not oh dude i love like Assassin's Creed and Hitman, my natural personality comes out in video games. I'm not a patient person. I can't do stealth games. And in Spider-Man, there's a lot of stuff you have to do stealth. You got to use the invisible suit. 
You got to web people up so you don't make, you don't startle anybody. You got to be, ah, dude, I just, I use, fuck it. And I would just blaze through. But there's levels in Spider-Man where you can't alert anybody or you fail the level. And dude, with those, it took me time, dude. I, it got to the point where a level that probably take like 10, 15 minutes for normal people took like an hour and a half for me. Because I'd just be walking around. I would just wait until the perfect opportunity for it to be stealth. I was like, I got to get better at this, man. Bro, he, Eric bought Hitman. And played one level of it, and he was just like, I don't want to play that game. I'm not going to play it. They're, they keep trying to get me to do stealth stuff. And I'm like, you're, you're a hitman, my guy. <laughs> you I'm used to like narco hitman where you just pull up to the quinceanera and spray everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. There's that. There's that. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't that. Quinceaneras, man. They respect that. Sicarios respect that. Oh shit! Look up 2008 Juarez, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that being said, anybody else got anything else for video games? No. No, we're good. I think we're yeah, good. Touch them all. Yeah. All right. So we have the very next category. It is uh, podcasts. Oh, this one should be pretty simple, straightforward. Um, obviously, we'll start from the bottom again. So. Uh, hardcore history uh, got six points. Luigi was tied was fifteenth, tied for thirteenth. You had flagrant and uh, art of manliness with seven points. Tied for ninth, you had all fantasy everything. The Tim Dillon experience, Bulls talk podcast, and spit chicklets with eight points. Uh, tied for six, you had Soder, New Orleans football, real ones with John Bernthal, Revenge of the Pod with nine points. Yo, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the fact the fact of the matter is we some of us didn't put room three or three or revenge of the pod because we thought it was went without saying. So those are obviously our number one and number two podcasts. But because some people did the points on this (laughs) revenge of the pod got nine points. That's it. Hey, that that's good points right there. Shout out Nick. I think you use them. And then top. Tied for third, you had Fantasy Footballers, Matt and Shane, Secret Pod, and uh, Variant Podcast. Coming in at number two, you had New Heights with 19 points. Uh, coming in at number one, you had Room 303 with 20 points. Uh, look, that's shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. It's Room 303 and, and Revenge of the Pod, 60 points. That goes without saying. You guys have anything for these uh, podcasts? Um, I really like uh, – oh, sorry, Eric. I really like New Heights, man, uh, from, from last year, but I think they're just getting a little bit better with this year. Just kind of uh, they're really uh, perfecting their craft and just really talk about, like, uh, situations that are happening within each game. They really put themselves in uh, – they talk about every game that happened that weekend. Um, I just like everything that's going on with them. It's just they're, they're, they're on another level right now, uh, obviously – with with the uh, documentary that came out this year with uh, Jason Kelsey, which was phenomenal. Um, I know people were like, hey, it's kind of weird that he's putting a documentary out, even though he's hasn't retired yet. Um, he was going to release this because he was he was going to retire and he wasn't going to release this movie since he didn't retire. But uh, his production team's like, we actually got something here. So they released that. I do recommend that documentary. Uh, I think it's called Kelsey on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everything that's going on with Travis and you know, I don't. We don't want to get into that, but uh, they're just doing great, man. And uh, their their show is very fun to listen to. They always bring in a lot of football players to bring in their perspective of things. Probably one of the best episodes uh, was with um, the uh, Julian Edelman and his impersonation of uh, uh, Coach Belichick, dude. Hilarious. And also, he did an impersonation of uh, Randy Moss. Absolutely fucking hilarious, dude. Um, so, and they, they're just having fun with it. And like, that's kind of what you want from a uh, media, right? I mean, why do we listen to podcasts? We're tired of like listening to those media ESPN analysts just talking about certain things. Well, we want to listen to like, what do these characters, what, what do these uh, players feel with in during the field and outside of the field and how do they relate to it? And they're, they're just their opinion about things. And I think we're kind of growing into that. So I really do love new heights for that. Fantasy footballers, just because I love fantasy football. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to highlight New Heights and why I like it so much, and I definitely voted for that one. 
Luigi? I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't listen to a whole lot of podcasts this year. I dropped the ball on that. I put Room 303 as my only podcast vote because I was I felt stupid voting for Revenge of the Pod since it's my own podcast. Uh, <laughs> looking back on it, maybe I should have voted for it. Um, At least yeah. number two, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't win if you don't vote for yourself, you know. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I, I do appreciate someone put Hardcore History and Art of Manliness. Those are pretty dope. But I just did... This year, I've not had a whole lot of time for podcasts. So. That's your excuse for everything. What have you done this year? Listen. Listen. <laughs> you know when they preface it with listen, another bunch of bullshit's coming. I only have so much time in the day. Okay? <laughs> I only have so much time in the day. But yet you can't tell me what you do with said time. Very it's interesting. Anytime before 8.30, I'm with Katya, and she ain't going to listen to my podcasts. So. That's true. Got to do what the little lady says, bro. That's not true, bro. You hit play and be like, lost the remote. You're about to learn about the art of manliness, Katya. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. She's just going to walk away and be like, nah. And then I'll find some crazy thing happening in the in the guest room or the bathroom and be like, what did you put in the sink? No, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know as a child, I would think I was like six or seven years old. I put all kinds of stuff in the sink. I wanted to be a mad scientist. So I got every bottle that was in the bathroom and I poured, poured it in the sink with the cover down and tried to make a scientist concoction. <laughs> Uh, I'm just glad nobody caught me. And then another time I, I flushed a toy down the toilet and I clocked that. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to avoid my daughter doing the same things. You know what I'm saying? I feel that. What did that toy do to you? I wanted why, to see why? if it would swim. Like, <laughs> was I was like, can it make it move? Go to the sewers? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Smartness is not a kid's strength, you know? Not a, that's, that's, how you learn. Learn. that's how you become you learn. smart. You know, you fuck some shit up. And you're like, all right, let's don't do that again. <laughs> I must have been built in with that knowledge, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never, flushed, yeah. never flushed no toys. Strapped fireworks to those motherfuckers, though. Oh, a couple times. A couple times. Okay. Lose some shit up when I was a kid. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was usually toys I found in public sandboxes that were already kind of – I was just like <laughs> – Sure, why not? <laughs> Batman didn't make it on time, dude. You know what I mean? The hero doesn't always win. <laughs> so he got blown. <laughs> real life. Yeah. This is a real life shit, Batman. You remember that crowbar? <laughs> you remember Jason Todd that crowbar? Yeah, you dropped the ball. This is just that all over again. You suck. You want me to send Bane to your house again, dog? You want me to send Bane? <laughs> As long as it's Spanish made, none of this Tom Hardy nonsense. <laughs> I break more than backs. Goddamn. Goddamn. Yo, Jay. Just out of nowhere. I break more than backs, ho. Good God, Jason. God damn. Let him know, dude. Yo, Let him know. I've never thought, I've never thought porn stars should have catchphrases. Until right now, yeah. <laughs> it was just name. I break more than backs right under parentheses in every scene, like right before all the business starts. They just turn, I break more than backs. Just done. She said, What is this motherfucker gonna do? Body slamming? I thought I was getting fucked today. She, she literally, you literally hit the bane on Batman backbreaker oh, on that comic cover. <laughs> Like some poor kid, you know, getting ready to sing, turns on the video, the cat, the thumbnail gets him, turns it on. Next thing you know, 30 seconds into it, he's getting, she's getting body slammed or whatever that move is on the knee. Like, that's fucking, dude, I'd die laughing. I would die laughing. All right. So that wraps up podcasts. That's going to go ahead and be the end of part one. Uh, This is going to be coming out Christmas Day. So I appreciate you guys. 
for tuning in, even on the holidays. Uh, we'll be having a nice two-week break, but we'll still be dropping episodes for you to listen to. So this is part one of the 2023 Year in Review. You just heard movies, shows, podcasts, and video games. Not in that order. Do you guys have anything else for the 10s and 10s? Thank you all for listening. It was a great year. Uh, shout out to the shows. Shout out to all the listeners. And uh, yeah, listen to Room 303. We're going to be uh, what, posting it on both uh, platforms. So uh, listen to us. Check us out on both. Give Like and subscribe, especially on YouTube. Definitely helps us out. Appreciate you guys. Luigi, Eric. Appreciate you guys. We'll, we'll part two coming uh, shortly. Yep, part two next week. If you're listening to this the week of Christmas, if you're listening to it at the same time, then ignore this portion. <laughs> this portion is no longer necessary for you. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check us out on all your uh, streaming platforms. Room 303 for myself and Eric's podcast, Revenge of the Pod uh, by Room 303 for Luigi and Jason's. That's all things pop culture. Uh, you're going to do your shows, your movies, your TV shows, comic books, things like that for your sports betting needs and what not to bet. You're going to be joining us on Room 303. Uh, we thank you for your time. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. Jaybird or Luigi, will you plug your ROTP socials? Do you know them? Jason? Yep, it's uh, at Revenge. <laughs> wow. At Revenge of underscore the pod on instagram and then um yeah i think uh yeah it's pretty much the same on on, on all twitter handles and stuff so i Appreciate don't you. think that is but we're gonna go ahead and leave we're gonna go ahead and leave that <laughs> off <laughs> oh, all right uh if we didn't already say that merry christmas again thank you for joining us we appreciate your time i uh, will see you next time or sorry for myself jermaine colo mendez for Luigi Orozco of uh, Revenge of the Pod, for Jason Escudero of Revenge of the Pod, and as always with EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs> <laughs>